It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You know, I, I thought we took a big step in the right direction the other night, particularly in the second half. And um, these are the teams that we have to be able to beat. You know, we got to come in here with the, with the right purpose, with the right intensity. Uh, and if we do, then I mean, on a given night, we're good enough to beat anybody. You are locked on magic. Your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 27th, 2019. My name is Philip Ross and I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode, we're going to talk exactly about what Steve Clifford was talking about there. The Orlando Magic struggles to defeat teams with winning records. And with a big weekend coming up as the Magic take on the Philadelphia 76ers on Friday and then the Milwaukee Bucks on Saturday, the Magic certainly have a couple opportunities to kind of reestablish themselves, especially since they're feeling pretty good after a really good performance, especially a good defensive performance Monday against the Chicago Bulls. We'll see exactly what the Magic can do, though, whether they can carry that over into Friday's game and what this kind of means for the bigger picture of the Orlando Magic. We'll talk all about all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you could only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Philadelphia 76ers before Friday's game? Check out Locked On Sixers. Want to get a jump start on the Milwaukee Bucks? You can check out Locked On Bucks. There is literally a Locked On podcast for every single team in the NBA. So no matter who your favorite team is, who your second favorite team is, the team you love to hate or the team you're just a little bit curious about, it's okay to be curious about other teams. You can check out their podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Plus, we have great national podcasts, Locked On NBA, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, Rejecting the Screen, and the Duncan and Hollinger NBA podcast. You can find all these podcasts wherever you download podcasts. We've got, no matter who your team is in the NBA, MLB, NFL, college, or NHL too, you can find a, te- a podcast that fits your team. The Lockdown Podcast Network, it's your team every day. When you look at the Orlando Magic's record at 13 and 17, it, it obviously doesn't look like very much. Um, the Magic... You know, are sitting in eighth in the Eastern Conference. They're, I think it's three games back of the Brooklyn Nets after their loss to the New York Knicks on Wednesday for seven. Now, Orlando's got a lot of ground to make up, and, and certainly they can do it, but the one characteristic that's driven this season so far has been this split between the record against winning teams and the record against under 500 teams, against teams that have a record worse than 500. Orlando is taking care of business against the quote-unquote bad teams. 12 of their 13 wins are against teams with losing records. And in fact, Orlando is 12-4, in four, or excuse me, 12-3 and three now, because Oklahoma City is, is above 500. Orlando is 12-3 and three 
against teams that currently have a record worse than 500. To say the least, this is a good sign. To be one of the best teams, and honestly, the Magic are doing better this year than they did last year in beating these teams, at least so far. But to be a playoff team, just as a baseline, just you know, before we get into everything else, to be a playoff team, you take care of business against the teams that are worse than you. Really, only the, the worst loss on the Magic's ledger was a loss to the Atlanta Hawks in the second game of the season. And frankly, a home opener on the road. Trey Young was, was killing them at that time. It really came down to a banked-in Trey Young three. That loss d- didn't feel like, like the end of the world at the time. It still doesn't feel like the end of the world. Now, the Magic played the Hawks on Monday. That Got to win that game. They're, they're, they're by far, the, they're at least playing like the worst team in the Eastern Conference at the moment. So Orlando's taking care of business against these teams. And so even though they struggled on that West Coast road trip, they came home to face a really, you know, solid Chicago Bulls team. I, I want to make that clear. The Bulls are kind of in that hunt trying to chase the Magic down for the eighth seed. And yeah, in a game that very quietly had playoff implications. I mean, that is a team the Magic are going to be fending off. They picked up a big win. Not only picked up a big win, they picked up a win playing exactly how they want to play. Strong defense. Good closeouts to the three-point line. Blocks, steals, deflections. And an offense that worked just well enough to get them the win. Surely, Steve Clifford was more happy with the 14 points the Magic gave up in the fourth quarter than perhaps maybe frustrated with the 20 points they scored in that quarter. I didn't think the Magic's offense was particularly that bad in the fourth quarter. Obviously, they did enough to win the game. So Orlando's proven time and time and time and time again, no matter how much they seem like they're struggling. They are good enough to beat these teams. You know, like Chicago, like New Orleans, like Cleveland. Those kind of games are the games that snap the magic, maybe not to attention, but out of whatever funk they're in. It builds a little confidence. And and honestly, the magic... I think this is proof that the Magic are a better team this year than they were last year, even if their, their record doesn't indicate that. Honestly, this proves to me that this team is a much better team, that they don't need their best game to beat some of these bad teams. Last year, last year it didn't feel that way. Last year, the Magic had bad games at New York, at Cleveland, at Memphis, late in the season when they needed wins. And they had to make those up by beating Golden State, Philadelphia, stealing a game from Milwaukee with Giannis Antetokounmpo out. It doesn't feel like the Magic have to do that right now because they're playing well enough to beat these bat, you know, beat these you know, poor record teams pretty comfortably, pretty regularly. And so the question and the issue for the Orlando Magic then turns to winning games against teams with winning records. Monday, Monday's game represented the first time Orlando has held an opponent under a point per possession since this, a December 6th win over the Cleveland Cavaliers. Again, not a great team. Of course, the reason that's the case is in that time, the Magic have faced the Milwaukee Bucks, Los Angeles Lakers, Houston Rockets, Utah Jazz, and Denver Nuggets. One of the teams they've lost to that, that has a below 500 record is the Portland Trailblazers, which they're, they're fighting for eighth in the West and are probably much better than their record indicates. 
So, Orlando has run the gamut a little bit here. In fact, according to ESPN's RPI, or or Ratings Percentage Index, according to their RPI formula, which you may be more familiar with in the college context, but they also calculated for the NBA context, the Magic have played the 10th toughest schedule in the league so far this year. In fact, it's not just that they played the 10th toughest schedule. They have the 5th toughest schedule among teams currently in playoff positions. So, to this point of the season, the Magic have played a relatively more difficult schedule than their peers and then everyone else in the league. So, a record that's perhaps a little bit below what you would expect isn't, maybe it's surprising, but it isn't, it isn't unexpected. The Magic, you know, I think when the schedule came out, I remember saying those first 13 games are going to be huge for the Magic. Because from then until probably mid-January was going to be very, very tough. We are in the thick of one of the toughest stretches the Magic will face all season. They get a little bit of a reprieve coming up starting Monday, at least on paper, with Atlanta at Washington. And then a few other kind of games sprinkled in there before they go back out west. And when they go back out west, that trip is going to be brutal. They do the California swing, if I'm not mistaken, on that trip. And they'll take on both the Lakers and Clippers in back-to-back games. So they have that to look forward to. Not going to be easy going. But again, Sacramento's struggling a bit right now. Uh, Golden State's, you know, last in the West as well. Phoenix is up and down, but the, the, they're struggling too. Opportunities still to get wins. So, you know, don't don't get it wrong. That, that Lakers-Clippers back-to-back is going to be huge. So the difference for the Magic this year in why their record isn't quite what everyone thought it would be, even if they were just going to be the 8th or 7th seed, just flirting a little bit more with 500, is because their record against teams with winning records is as poor as any team in the league. Orlando is 1-14 against teams with winning records this year. So again, that means they are 12-3 and against teams with, lose, with below 500 records. That one win is tied for the fewest wins against teams with a record better than 500 in the league. Who are they tied with? The Atlanta Hawks and Cleveland Cavaliers are both 1 in 16. The Chicago Bulls are 1 in 11. The Golden State Warriors are 1 in 12. To say the least, none of those teams are making the playoffs. It's no offense to those guys. And to say the least, none of those teams need the wins quite like the Magic are, as good as the Magic are, especially against other losing teams. So really the difference for the Orlando Magic right now is they just don't have resume wins. They don't have wins against good teams and they aren't playing consistent enough at the moment at least to get these wins against quality opponents. And the Magic know how important it is to find a way to scratch these wins out just for confidence sake. Uh, it's important. Uh, you know, you have to win some of those games. I know they're hard. I know those teams are really good. But you know, for us to get to where we want to be, we need to, to beat some of those teams as well. And it would be a great opportunity tomorrow for us to beat them. Uh, I know we beat them here once the MB didn't play. So it would be a different tomorrow. It will uh, 
sure this is going to play. But uh, yeah, it'd be great if we can get this one tomorrow at home, you know, and then uh, hopefully go to Milwaukee and uh, you know, see what happens there. But uh, yeah, I mean, you need to win against the playoff teams, you know, if you want to have a positive record. Obviously, there is, there is, you know, just the understanding and the awareness, as Nikola Vucevic said, said, that to get where they want to go, they have to beat these teams. Not only just to solidify their position in the playoffs. And yeah, yeah, we are paying attention to this. The game, Magic are a game and a half up on Charlotte for the final playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. Detroit getting a big win against Washington. So we are keeping an eye on things. And when you're the eighth seed in the playoffs, your hold on your playoff spot is always a bit precarious, at least until you finally clinch. So yes, Orlando knows they have to win games. They have to get as many wins as they can. They have to find a way to scratch out victories and find a way to kind of do that. And and again, to beat these teams, you have to be secure in your identity. The Magic are not a team that can just show up and beat a team like Philadelphia. They might be able to do that against New Orleans. They might be able to do that against Cleveland, and they have done that against both to some extent, which they weren't last year, by the way. They weren't good enough to just show up like they've shown up against some of these some of these teams to win games. But to beat the good teams, you have to be solid in who you are. The Magic are significantly worse against these teams. The statistics bear that out, and you would expect them to be against better competition. But the Magic struggle to do, for the most part, is make those other teams worse as well. Find a way to to kind of slow them down and make them play something resembling their game, even if it's not perfect. It's supposed to be a battle. It's not supposed to be easy, easy. But Orlando has struggled to kind of keep pace with a lot of these teams. Now, I would say this Orlando is not getting blown out. Outside of the loss of the Bucks, the loss to, I'll give the Blazers, I, that, that, that game felt like a blowout, and probably, and that, that team doesn't have a winning record anyway, uh, and probably the loss, uh, the loss of the Thunder was a, was a little bit out of reach. Um, the loss of the Rockets for sure, which was, again, just kind of a fluky James Harden had an incredible game type deal. The Magic have largely been in these games, so... I'll continue to say that I don't think the difference is that far. I don't think the Magic have a huge huge gap to bridge here. I think that the Magic are pretty close. And if they play with the defensive effort that they played in the second half of Monday's game, they'll have a chance against Philadelphia. If they stick to the defensive game plan, if they you know, are disciplined defensively, especially on the, on the glass, they'll have a chance in both of these games. I really, I really believe that. But again, it's going to take a quick start. It's going to take being attentive for the full 48 minutes or, or at least a huge chunk of the 48 minutes. Falling down by 12, 15 points like they have in some of these games against Milwaukee, um, against even Utah and against Portland, that's not going to cut it. If they're playing that from that far behind against good teams, they will lose. That's not who this team is. The Magic have to be in the game, you know, be close enough to the lead or have the lead. To, to really have a chance at these games. And then, of course, they have to be on guard for the big runs that they've given up against teams like Denver and Portland throughout this, this part of the season. The Magic are still trying to get themselves right. There's no doubt about it. Steve Clifford would point to at least part of the reason why the Magic have struggled on this front as they've dealt with their their own injuries. They've dealt with some, some injuries that have kept key players out and they've played these really good teams without their full complement. And to some extent, Nikola Vucevic is still getting himself back. Aaron Gordon is still getting himself back from from those injuries about a month ago, a little bit more than a month ago. The team is still kind of figuring itself out and coming together. And so the defense is not consistent. But Orlando has shown, I believe, 
the ability to win these games. Last year, Orlando was 17-24 and 24 against teams with winning records. So it was obviously a big part of their push that they were able to beat these teams. And to be certain, Orlando can just get into the playoffs by beating bad teams. They can, they can, that's how they can sneak in for sure. But that's not how Orlando wants to get in. Orlando wants to get in, and they want to be in there comfortably, and they want to be able to make noise. And certainly, to win in the playoffs, you got to beat good teams too. Because when you're in the playoffs, you're only playing good teams. And the Magic certainly want to be more than that. You know, I believe that we're really good. Um, so, you know, it's a good challenge for us. I think it's to see where we're at. I think we got to believe that we can win both games. So, you know, going into these games, is all about trying to get a win. You know, that's, that's it. It's not about playing good. It's not about anything else. It's going and kill and try to get the win. So. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. And of course, that task begins Friday against the Philadelphia 76ers. By the way, the only team with the winning record the Magic have beaten this year. November 13th, the Magic beat the 76ers. Of course, Philadelphia did not have Joel Embiid in that game. And Philadelphia is, I believe, playing a back uh, the first end of a back-to-back uh, in this game. They'll head to Miami for a matchup on Saturday night. So there, there is no word, at least at the time of this recording, uh, whether Joel, whether both Joel Embiid and Al Horford will play. Um, it, it, I know back when the Magic played them in November, uh, that when the Magic played them back in November, uh, it was they were switching off Horford and Embiid. They were only playing one of them in each back-to-back. So certainly the possibility here that one of Embiid or Horford doesn't play. And that, that of course, changes a lot of things. The one thing that I can't that that I would say is Orlando has always matched up really well with Philadelphia. Um, Nikola Vucevic does a good job pulling Joel Embiid away from the paint, um, and 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 is able to score on on Embiid. Of course, Embiid also scores a ton on Vucevic, uh, and and that's that's kind of a matchup that that where two the two players cancel each other out. Um, Aaron Gordon does a really good job on Ben Simmons. Um, the, the Magic put the put or have the ability to put multiple players with size on Ben Simmons, and I do think that that bothers him. I, I do think that he's not used to seeing guys on him because Philadelphia doesn't run a traditional point guard. Their starting lineup has Josh Richardson as the nominal point guard, um, so Simmons is the point guard, and so he's kind of used to seeing guys who aren't sure how to match up with them. And, and the Magic do a very good job, whether it's Gordon or Isaac, matching up directly with Ben Simmons, and so. Um, it, it, it's it, it's definitely a matchup that that gives Philadelphia some problems, and especially because Orlando is typically very good at defending the three point line. Uh, now that the Sixers don't have JJ Redick, their three point shooting is really inconsistent. The reason they were able to beat Milwaukee so badly uh, in in Wednesday's game was they hit a ton of threes. They were I think they hit their season average of three pointers in the first half, and Joel Embiid was a big part of that. He, he was able to collapse the paint a little bit, but um, Philadelphia made made tough shots. They made some good they made some good three pointers, and that loosened everything up. 
Will Philadelphia shoot that well again? I'm not. Be- I'm not buying it. So I, I don't think we'll see the same kind of Philadelphia team. But let's let's make this clear. Just just because the Magic match up well with Philadelphia doesn't mean it's some guaranteed win. They match up well with Philadelphia to the point where the game is always up in the air. It, it's been a while since there's been a real blowout in this series. The Magic actually blew out the Sixers uh, late last year, but but. The two teams play each other really, really well. Really, really well and really, really tight. Um, Just, again, for whatever reason, the Magic do a good job kind of slowing things down. Now, some of that is maybe Embiid's attention isn't fully on the Magic. Um, You know, Embiid does have a tendency to get up and down for big games. He played the Milwaukee Bucks and reminded everyone why he's a really special talent. Will he provide the same kind of focus and intensity to the game against the Magic? I don't know. Uh, The other part of this, too, is... The Sixers, you know, when Ben Simmons is on the floor by himself, they like to run the ball a lot more. They like to get they get like to get up and down. And the Magic just do typically, again, maybe not so much recently, typically do a good job preventing fast break opportunities and fast break points. So this is the the things that Philadelphia does really, really well, or the things that Philadelphia needs to do to play really, really well. Orlando does a good job stopping. Statistically at least, or at least the ideal version of the Magic. Defends the three-point line really well because they have the length to collapse the paint and get back out to the shooters. And they're disciplined enough to, to, to know the right, you know, a right amount of sync to have. And they're really good at stopping transition points. Now, lately that has not been the case. A big reason why Denver was able to come back and win, a big reason why Portland was able to win by so much, was fast break points. But against the Bulls, the Magic refocused on stopping fast break opportunities and held one of the best best transition teams in the league to well below their season average. So again, a lot of what I'm going to focus on here, what I would focus on here if I were the Orlando Magic, is focus on yourself. When you're playing these really good teams, when you're playing teams that are competing for championships, and which Philadelphia certainly should consider themselves one of those teams, when you're playing one of these you know higher-end teams, it is about the game plan. It is about stopping what they do. Because, And again, you're not going to be able to stop everything that they do. But it's more to me about hardening your identity. What are you good at? And be good at that. Because everything else falls in place. If, if you're not good at the thing you're good at, everything falls apart. You're not going to be able... This Magic team won't be able to outscore Philadelphia. Philadelphia's hitting shots. Orlando is not good enough offensively to keep up with them, especially because Philadelphia is such a good defense themselves. My big concern in this game are turnovers and transition opportunities off missed shots. I really think transition transition points, even with Embiid in the game, will determine this basketball game. If Orlando's able to hold, hold Philadelphia down and, and keep the pace relatively slow and calm, at least when they're on defense, maybe not when they're on offense, when they're offense, if they can get out, get out and get easy baskets before Philadelphia gets set too, that's good. This game is going to be all about who controls the pace, who is dictating when the te- when the teams run and when they play in the half court. If Orlando's running on offense and slowing the game down on defense, the Magic have a very good shot at winning this game. Even with Joel Embiid being such a fantastic post player and, and being, being a really, really good player overall. If Philadelphia is the one running and whipping the ball around and getting open threes, Magic have no chance. Just plain and simple, Magic have no chance. They're not outscoring the Sixers team. And so this is a game that's going to require a lot of discipline. And, and that, that discipline is not always what the Magic have shown this year. And so this is a really big challenge, as will Saturday against Milwaukee. Kind of the same deal. 
you know, are you going to be able to stop transition points? Are you going to be able to build build that wall to slow down Giannis Antetokounmpo? And then more importantly, with everyone spread out, are you going to be able to rebound and get back out to the three-point line and defend the three-point line? Again, really simple things. These are all the simple things that the Magic have to be good at that they've, they've struggled with a lot. And so, again, I would say the focus for the Magic is on themselves and reestablishing their identity and their foundation. They did a good job of that Monday against the Bulls. Now they got to do that against the Sixers here on Friday. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. You can watch the game on Fox Sports Florida or nationally on NBA TV. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore Amin, of course. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. One last message for you. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce. I talked a little bit about sink earlier. Get $100 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash locked NFL. That is casper.com slash locked NFL and use the promo code locked NBA. So again, casper.com slash locked NFL, promo code locked NBA at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. If you can't visit Casper right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On Sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. That's good to do for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening. We'll hopefully be back again tomorrow to talk a little bit about this, this game against the Sixers before the Magic play the Bucks, And then we'll be back again Sunday or Monday to talk about the Magic's game against the Milwaukee Bucks. Busy weekend for the Orlando Magic. But until then... For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.